Hey everybody, I hope everyone's doing okay out there in these crazy, crazy times. Um, so January was a bit of a slower month in terms of getting people in to talk about puberty with me. So uh, instead of a proper episode here today, we have a, a bit of a bonus episode. I went into uh, the studio at WICB back in October when the album was coming out, and I talked with Dylan there about the album, about... A lot of nerd stuff. Uh, it gets gets pretty pretty deep in the in the geeky weeds. So just kinda, I guess that I guess you can call that a content warning. I don't know. Um, but anyway, here's the interview. We're gonna we're gonna call it a bonus episode. I have somebody lined up for February though, so you can look forward to uh, another proper episode coming up from there. I do want to say thanks to everybody who has listened to uh, the podcast. Everyone who's listened to the EP, it's been really amazing to uh, see. Uh, the podcast being listened to it it uh, it, it it fills me with uh, excitement to just keep keep doing these uh, and it really makes me happy to see also that it kind of seems to translate to to people streaming the the EP as well. Once again, the EP is up uh, on all your streaming platforms. It's called Kid Stuff, just like the podcast, uh, and uh, you should check it out. I want to mention uh, in this, there are a couple couple audio issues that are working against us a little bit here, some some weird sounds here and there. Uh, we were masked, of course, which is uh, always sounds a little bit strange on a microphone, but you'll get used to it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, there were some computer glitches, and uh, we had some, some problem playing some of the tracks. But you've got some cool uh, live performances in there. You've got a couple of the tracks as we had kind of planned. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. So that's enough out of me. Here's Dylan and me. Folks, I'm very excited. Harry Nichols is live in the studio today, and I have him here. I captured him. He's all mine. And the first song is Molly the Conqueror. So, Harry, take it away. Let's go. Everybody wakes up, because here comes Molly.
Jesus Christ I cannot say that I'm surprised He threw it all away for one night with Molly So this is off of your new album, correct? It is, yeah. I have a brand new EP coming out. On the 15th? On the on the 15th, yeah, this month. What's it called? It's called Kid Stuff. Kid Stuff? How'd you yeah. come up with the title for the album? For the uh, yeah, so it's, it's about kid stuff. It's uh, So I'm an, I'm an eighth grade English teacher by profession, and uh, it is, uh, I've been doing that for 10 years, and so I've had 10 years of experiences that have been cool and terrifying and tragic and awesome and beautiful and grotesque and awkward <laughs> and uh you know i a little while back i just decided to start distilling those down into songs you know and and um i i had a bunch of songs and i've, I've kind of whittled those down to five which have ended up on the ep and so the ep is entirely inspired by my work dealing with empathizing with middle school kids <laughs> and uh and sometimes you know fellow teachers actually so it's kind of it's kind of supposed to be like a I don't know, just like a little encapsulation of just like a, a moment of, of what that life is like. Wow. So Molly yeah. the Conqueror, yes. is that based off one of the teachers, one of the students? So, yeah, so that's, you know, that's that's a song that's about, um, you know, just the, the, the raging hormones at work in a classroom <laughs> and, um, and, you know, seeing the way kids all kind of react to each other and then remembering back to back when I was at that age and, and um, just remembering very vividly what that experience is like, um, which is something that I think has helped me the ability to go back and remember what it's like. Sometimes it kind of feels like I fall through a wormhole and just like end up uh, back in those shoes again, you know? Um, and I think it helps me to get through my day sometimes, uh, especially when things feel really unrelatable to just kind of go back there and, and try to remember what that was like. Yeah, no, it feels like not that long ago that I was in eighth grade myself. I remember like going on class trips and right, sure. all the different teachers and stuff. Yeah. And so that's really cool that you were able to distill all those experiences down into this album. Yeah, well, there, there are many other ideas, too, that, that didn't quite make it on there. I, I didn't really want it to be like a, a full length. What are some of the uh, the ideas that didn't make it onto the EP? Uh, so there was a long instrumental piece called uh, Yuki's Dream, which was named after an actual student of mine. So Yuki, if you're listening... Hi. <laughs> uh, but I just had a really cool imaginative uh, kid who had a, a real funky brain. And um, he would make these doodles, um, these like weird mushroom people. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a collector of student doodles. I really enjoy the way it kind of gives you a window into their brain, you know? Do you have any favorite student doodles? I've got lots of favorite student oh, doodles. Oh, let's, let's hear about I, it. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, well, so this is a, this was a, a particularly beautiful one. There was like a weird landscape of mushrooms and kind of Goomba-like creatures from the Mario series. Yeah. Uh, some, some, some people on jetpacks. It was kind of just very strange and bizarre, but also just uniquely quirky and illust it really illustrated this kid's personality in quite a way. And so the song that I had for it was sort of like a long instrumental piece that had no, you know, no lyrics at all. Um, but was sort of like, uh, I don't know, it kind of had like a Mega Man feel. You oh, know cool. what I mean? Like oh, that, that's really that cool. sort of soundtrack. Yeah, you know? no. um, I love video games, so I'm like, I'm getting all these references. Yeah, so you get Mega it. Yeah, yeah, so it's this sort of like a chip tune, like a fast paced yeah. chip tune. Oh, that would be so cool. Sort of tune. Um, but, I would love yeah. to hear that sometime. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll put it out some, on the deluxe edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
you're are you a big fan of video games then? I gotta ask. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, yeah, what, totally. what what games do you play? Uh so I've been playing a lot of uh old school gaming uh lately. Cool. I've got this NES classic that Yeah, was, same. Uh, I have the NES classic. Yeah, so oh, my, the thirty or forty games on it. Yeah, yeah, well mine was jailbroken and it includes like basically all every NES oh, game wow. and every See, SNES I was thinking, game. I was thinking about doing that too. I have the S N E S classic and I was thinking of jailbreaking that and the PlayStation classic. I was thinking about jailbreaking that. Yeah, too. yeah. So I'm a big JRPG fan and I've been playing through uh the first Final Fantasy. Yep, classic. Um, and also, so when I need to break from that, I need to do something a little more new school. I've got the new, um, the new Metroid ready to go on my <sighs> Switch. Oh my god, I want to play Dread so bad. Yeah, it just yeah, came it out. It's cool. Um, I'm a big fan of the Ace Attorney series. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, you know, I've never played them, but I've seen <sighs> them so out good. there. I, I, I was looking at your bio, and I was researching you a bit earlier. I'm just like, oh, video game fan? Dude, if we can talk about Smash Bros. and yeah. and, <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, other video game franchises tonight, like it's going to be... We're, we're going to have a good yeah. time. You and me are going to I, I, I might just do the whole show with you. I don't know. I might do... <laughs> All two hours just yeah, staying in right. the studio. <laughs> that's right. No, this this show just became very different. <laughs> it did. No, I, I was just like, if this is the direction we can get this to go down tonight, like, I think we're going to be walking in the park. <laughs> right, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Do you want to play another track off Sure. Um, um, so which one are we thinking? Yeah, I can play... Um... So this is the song, this is the only song that I actually have on the EP where it, as I mentioned, it's an EP about empathizing with kids, but also empathizing with uh, adults, other adults I worked with. This is the only song that made the cut where it's about, like, expressly about the other adults that I kind of dealt with at times. So oh, what's it called? This is called uh, Breaking Down. Breaking Down. Yeah. And it goes like this. She cried every day this week And she says to me This one's better than the last I not say I understand But how can you plan When it all goes by so fast Some days she has to look around And the life she's found Keeps her living in the past And all this that she's borrowed on Now the letters come And it's time to pay it back And I say it last Why you Always breaking down, dear In the middle of your day Don't you know I feel the same The winter lasts forever around here And in the corner of your mind You're just running out of time Some days I have to realize No matter how I try I'm still singing to the walls I dreamt an emergency I pick up the phone But I cannot speak the call Some days I wonder If the impact Is ever as bad as the fall She cries and I block it out and I get annoyed cause I understand it all. 
She says it all when she says, Why are you always breaking down, dear? In the middle of your day, don't you know I feel the same? The winter lasts forever round here. And in the corner of your mind, you're just running out of time. Don't you know it helps to be understood, but it will not pay the bills. You could try with all your might just to make it good, but you won't fail for lack of will. We cried every day this year for the simple fear that the time to speak is past. Why are you always breaking down, dear? In the middle of your day, don't you know I feel the same? The winter lasts forever around here. In the corner of your mind, you're just running out of time. Why are you always breaking down, dear? In the middle of your day, don't you know I feel the same? The winter lasts forever around here. And in the corner of your mind, just running out of time. Wow. Breaking down. Yeah. So you said it's about a colleague of yours. Correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's the story behind that? Yeah, I mean, I can't go too, too, too terribly oh, sure, deeply sure, into sure. things. But, uh, yeah, no, you know, there, there are just times when um, in the profession you just get really kind of um, just bogged down with the year. You know, things... I think that kind of the natural progression of things is, you know, you start things off very, very motivated and upbeat. And then you just kind of somewhere in the February area, things just feel really endless and uh, exhausting and um, like there's just no light at the end of the tunnel. And then, you know, in the spring again, it's like you're you're feeling good. You're feeling like you kind of accomplished something and maybe you're looking forward to the summer vacation. But it's just about that sort of middle time that just kind of feels like it's forever and it's the dead of winter and everything is dead. And, um, you know, I had, I had, a, I had a colleague who was just really heavily affected by a lot that went on during the school year. And, um, there were just a lot of tears and, um, I often found myself irritated by that sort of display of emotion. Um, but really it's, it's about the fact that I'm irritated by it because I empathize and I understand it. And so it's kind of an acknowledgement of, you know, what's really behind that, that surface level irritation, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. so like, it's sort of like seasonal affective disorder. Almost yeah. Like. It's, it's a lot like that. It's, it, I think it also kind of has to do with working in, working in public education, which, you know, wh while I, I truly believe to be deeply necessary is, um, is not perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so you see the system fail in in ways that are frustrating, you know, and you see it happen a lot over and over and, yeah. Um, year in and year out, you know, and so that can be really kind of taxing. You and know? sometimes it really affects the kids in that like 
Well, once you see the kids get beat down by it, right? Well, and that's that's really, I think, the primary thing that kind of beats you down is is watching its effect on kids. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you care so much about the kids as I know that you do, being like an English teacher. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why you're in it, and nobody people don't get in it for the money. Um, so how did the how did the songwriting process for that song go? How did you come up with with the music for it? Yeah, I don't. Uh, man, I'm not even sure I can remember. Uh, it was uh, it was one of those ones that just kind of kind of falls out. You know, um, uh, sometimes people I, I've heard other songwriters describe a process where they um, they just kind of sit down with a guitar and it's like a flash of lightning and it's just you know it just it, the right combination of chemicals in your brain in the right moment the right amount of caffeine in your blood and <laughs> you just are like you just come out with this thing and and it was one of those yeah it was one of those and i remember it being very like deeply cathartic to write too mm. you know yeah. um, that's what i was about to ask how it was the songwriting uh, it was the lyric writing process all that similar to that yeah it all is all at once everything at once i think you know i had that hook i had that why are you always breaking down dear you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of your day, don't you know I feel the same? The winter lasts forever around here. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that much just kind of came out at, at once, and it was like an improvisation. You know what wow. I mean? And so, yeah, yeah and, and that from that moment, I was like fumbling for my phone to get the voice recorder. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get this, you know. When when did you come up with the the lyrics and the music for this song? Do you even remember like how long ago? Was it, it was a while ago. So I, this is actually so I'm putting this album out. Um, it's actually a few years old. Wow. Um, yeah. So I I um, am a very busy musician and human being, mm. and um, so for a long time my my solo music was kind of on a back burner. I play with a band called Julia Felice and the Whiskey Crisis. Yeah, we I play just played with off of them, and uh, yeah, I think you're about to again. Actually, yeah, yeah down yeah, there somewhere. I think I see it. Um. And I play with another band called Noon 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and so between those things, uh, plus a couple of other like things that I contribute to on a more part-time basis, sure. um, my solo stuff was kind of pushed off. I, so I, I, I spent one summer in the studio with my good buddy Samuel B. Lupowitz, who um, – very we had, kindly. We had Sam in the studio. You did, yeah. yeah. He was our first guest in over a year. Yeah, wow. Okay. Oh, for his album. For, yeah, for yeah, his No Man's yeah. an Island. Yeah. For No Man's an Island, yeah. Yeah. So he uh he tracked me for for nothing. I think I, I paid him a, a bottle of uh bourbon just out <laughs> of yeah, he, but he didn't even expect that, you know. I just kind of brought it one day. And um so we recorded it up at Cornell in a in a language studio. And uh, it sat, it, it was mostly finished and it just sat because I got busy with other things for like three years. And we recorded it, I think in 2017, 2018, and wow. we're just getting it out now. Yeah. Um, but then the pandemic hit and Noon 15 and all my other projects had to go on hiatus for a long time. And I said, well, what am I waiting for? You know, yeah. I was about to ask, how did the pandemic affect you? Not only musically, but as far as your, your work and your job goes. Yeah, it produced. So musically, I'll go with musically first. Sure. Musically, it's... Um, put a lot of things that were kind of regular musical grinds for me on hold and um, forced me to reevaluate what projects are really important and what I want out of my music. Um, and it, it brought me back to my own, to my own solo stuff. You know, I've got this, this EP coming out. I played a, a bunch of solo acoustic gigs over the summer. I've got another full length. That's like in the works right now that wow. I, it was inspired by one of uh, Sam's albums actually. Um, so all that kind of kind of the the pandemic brought a lot of that back. I put out a couple of singles, a short EP, another short EP mm-hmm. back in the spring of last year, um, 
using just the stuff I had in my house, my phone, you know, nice. whatever recording equipment I could find. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, professionally, it produced like one of just the worst years ever. Uh, it was just, it was straight dystopian. So I taught remotely mm -hmm. for almost the entire year, oh, yeah. except for the very last month or so. And uh, so I was just on a Google Meet, you know, from, uh, you know, nine to three-ish, you know. Uh, and my classes were just icons, you know, because um, the technology the kids had couldn't really support everybody having their camera on. Forget about the fact that these are eighth graders who are very self-conscious about being on camera in front of sure. their peers. And, you know, I didn't feel comfortable forcing anybody under those circumstances to be on camera. So it was it was very dystopian, um, just kind of speaking to a wall of icons, um, which were largely unresponsive to any questions. I would I was so I was standing in front of my computer looking at a screen of icons and I would say a question out to the void of who knows what sure. and would hear nothing at all back usually. And so, yeah, there was a real moment. And I did that day in and day out for like almost a full school year, you know? And, and so there was a moment where it was, yeah, I was like, wow, this is, this is, I am living a black mirror episode right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really, it was tough. It makes me really appreciate being back now. You know, I'm back in person now. Almost all the kids are back in person. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though we're kind of dealing with, um, the kids are working through all their feelings of the past year and a half, and mm. it, it's made things difficult in a couple ways. But um, it's uh, uh, I'm just appreciative to just see human beings that react to the things that I say, yeah. you know, uh, to even the slight extent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the kids must be really happy to be back in the classrooms. They, I think they are. I think they are. Like I said, I think they have a lot of complicated feelings about sure. the past year I mean, and they're half. eighth graders, you know. <laughs> well, sure, on top of all the normal complicated feelings that come with that. Yeah, but but um, I think they are glad to be back, and I think I am glad to be back too. It's just Absolutely. it feels more normal. Yeah. Now I know you said you recorded the album uh, before the pandemic mm -hmm. hit. Uh, are we going to hear any of those feelings, any of those emotions that you felt teaching during the pandemic or playing during the pandemic in the future? Yeah, future oh releases? for sure, yeah for sure. I've got um, so it's kind of interesting. I I kind of have to choose what I what I funnel into which projects. So mm -hmm. I've, I, because I, I write for a lot of different groups and a lot of different things. Um, a lot of my like pandemic experiences I've funneled into music that is eventually going to be for Julia Felice and the whiskey crisis. Cool. But it's not like there, there is a song that came out of it for noon 15. I'm sure that there will be more that I'll probably just put out myself in the future. Yeah. I find that I'm, I tend to be like a year behind the ball as far as, like the things that happened to me and then those ultimately becoming pieces of music. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. There's like processing time that needs to happen and it kind of takes a second. Do you want to play another track or do you want me to play something? Off uh, yeah. I think we have it. Do we have Wormhole? Uh, we do have Wormhole. Up? Yep. All right, cool. So let's listen to Wormhole. Yeah. All right. You're about to listen to Wormhole by Harry Nichols. Keep it tuned in to the Station for Innovation 92 WICB Homebrew. Maybe. <laughs> oh my goodness goodness gracious it's an old map it really is yeah uh, i gotta love technology i'm sure the technology that you dealt with during the pandemic was mm. was not super good i'll play you an older song of mine this is uh this is a song that is about uh star trek the next generation Ooh. which is uh yeah so interesting i put out this whole album of 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 sort of nerdy songs um Wow, back way back in 2014. This isn't the album you're looking for, and it's uh, oh yes, it's a song off of I was, that. I was so. about to ask off yeah, about that. Here we go. 
You can be my DNA and I will be your Riker. You can feel my emotions and I feel what's inside it. If you sense I need you now, then you can meet me on the bridge. On the bridge, woohoo! You could be my beta Zarya, you could be my starship. You can present your eye to me, my face is set to kill it. And if you sense I need you now, then baby, meet me in your corners. Just the corner, woohoo! Everybody knows it's a party on the starship Enterprise. Everybody feels it's a feeling that you're feeling deep down inside. Whoa, whoa, baby, when you reach that phase, I'll still be right behind you. Well, I'll still be right behind you. I'm tired of days at the bar and nights on the hollow deck. Simulations only go so far, I've not had the real thing yet. And if you sense I need you now, the baby, don't you waste no time. Waste no time. Whoa. Everybody knows it's a party on the Starship Enterprise. Everybody feels it's a feeling that you're feeling deep down inside. Whoa. Face, I'll still be right behind you. Whoa, whoa, baby, when you reach that phase, I'll still be right behind you. Everybody knows it's a party on the Starship Enterprise. Everybody feels it's a feeling that you're feeling deep down inside. Whoa, whoa, baby, when you reach that phase, I'll still be right behind you. Whoa, whoa, baby, when you reach that I'll still be right behind you Well, I'll still be right behind you Wow. 
<laughs> I just I, I feel so stupid. I always say like wow or like oh you're doing but like you wow. whoa dude. All right, so I gotta ask first off, are you a Trekkie or are you a Star Wars person? I'm or? actually a Star Wars person mostly. Really? Um, yeah, I've I've watched um I've watched a bunch of Star Trek, uh, but I've seen almost all of Star Wars. Yeah. You know, I guess I'd never really been exposed to Star Trek as much when I was younger. It's a fun show, particularly the Next Generation is a really fun show, especially if you love your like in the late '80s, like early '90s nostalgia oh, vibes. Of course, you know? yeah. it's like really. And that's the one with John Luke Picard, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. It's got John Luke Picard. It's got Data. It's, it's got, got like, you know, a lot of the great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Of, a lot of a lot of really awesome performances and and just cultural. Um, like staples from that show you know um and so i wrote that song you know like i said you know i'm more of a star wars guy um than a uh than a star trek guy but i wrote that song uh one evening in grad school when i uh i came home uh from from an evening of of doing a lot of partying and uh i just needed to kind of like wind down um watching something and so i i threw that on and uh the the very first episode of that show is a, is about um the the enterprise flies through uh an alcohol vapor cloud basically <laughs> and everybody gets wasted and i was like wow well this is this is just a perfect episode for me right now you know <laughs> and uh and so i uh yeah so i i i kind of wrote it simultaneously watching it and uh and just like kind of this weird circular mm-hmm. um motion of of taking in the media and putting out the media and taking in the you know what i mean it's sure, kind of yeah. it's pretty rare I, I don't think i've ever really written anything like that before so the lyrics process. and the songwriting process were kind of you know as you said a circular motion yeah well and also just like taking in the thing that i'm writing about literally in that moment and, oh yeah and putting out that output as well you know so it's pretty weird i'm pretty sure on the uh the earliest demos of where I just had my like voice recorder out, you know, you can actually hear the episode in the background <laughs> where it's just me and my guitar and the episode out there. So you want to talk a little bit about this isn't the album you're looking for? Sure. So, so what are some of the, what are some of the nerdy themes or, or that you've talked about and discussed on there? Oh man. So uh, it's just, I kind of just went through the, the, the long, long list of stories and fandoms that I subscribe to as a human being. Um, God, there's like so. I'm I was a lit major here at IC, yeah. so there are some uh, really dorky literary tunes. There's uh, a cool. song about um, Greek mythology. There's a song about uh, sense and sensibility, mm-hmm. and a particular uh, famous criticism of sense and sensibility on there. Uh, there is a nine minute Star Wars epic. Nice. Yep. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's like a suite, a whole suite of wow. songs. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a like a little a couple of little interludes. One of them is um, like a sort of zombie apocalypse George Romero interlude. There's a, a Super Mario Brothers interlude. There is um, I'm trying to think. There's a Final Fantasy VII song on there. Um, I think I've I think I've mostly covered the stuff that's on there. In case I think I'm I think maybe I'm forgetting like one or two things, but that's most of it. <laughs> what drove you uh, to make a nine minute Star Wars epic? Just pure fan rage. Uh, rage. I, rage, yes. Over I, over the, the prequels? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, over the prequels, over indignation about the um, nonstop revision that the originals had had, had mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So for anybody out there who doesn't know, George Lucas released Star Wars in 1977, and basically 
wouldn't stop messing with it for it still is messing with it. You know, yeah. Disney is still messing with it. Yeah. Um, changing scenes, cutting scenes, using CGI to like fill in things, uh, warp things, change things. And uh, so, so it was a lot about the indignation of that. Obviously I had a ton of fan rage about the prequels. I'm much better now. I, <laughs> I think I'm much better as a fan. I, um, I was going to ask, what do you think of star Wars now in its current state? Like I've said, I'm much better as a fan. I, uh, <laughs> You know, I I accept the prequels as as you know. I won't call them good films, but I I think that they have they have a charm to to for some people. You know, um, the sequels, you know, definitely kind of a missed opportunity there. But I I won't say I hated everything. I really actually really loved the Last Jedi. I yeah. thought that that was maybe one of the best ones I ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry for anybody who's like really angry at me out there right now for saying that. I don't know if we have many Star Wars fans that listen to Homebrew, but oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we have some a bit of crossover. Do you have a favorite Star Wars movie? Yeah, I mean it's either The Empire Strikes Back or The Last Jedi. Um, really, The yeah. Last Jedi ranks that high. It it was just very um, it was a very gutsy movie to make, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that the blowback is that it received is because of how gutsy it was as a movie and Absolutely. how many risks it took and yeah. not every, I won't say that every risk paid off but like uh I do I I appreciated that they tried you know yeah. what I mean and some they of the visuals are gorgeous vital. I mean when you have like the hyper when you have the ship like blasting through the yeah uh, yeah the, uh, the armada with hyperspace it's no, just like for real. it looks beautiful man I love I love that Ryan Johnson uh, just tried to introduce moral ambiguity into the universe for like a hot second before Lucasfilm kind of yoinked that away. Yeah, kind of just like, oh no, we're going back to you, Jar Jar uh, J. J. Abrams. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I almost called him Jar Jar Abrams. Uh, Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, actually. <laughs> I, if people aren't calling him that, we should be. I, I I just heard one YouTube channel calling him that. I don't know what recalled that from from my memory, but <laughs> Jar Jar Abrams. Jar Jar Abrams. <laughs> Um, I I feel like they were trying to do something. If you don't mind me going off a little oh, bit, oh please, I am always down. They were so the first movie was directed by JJ. The second movie was directed by Ryan Johnson. The third one was supposed to be directed by an entirely different director. Right, right? he got I, canned. Yeah, he got canned. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just didn't have like a cohesive vision. Like I feel like if right. they would have had a talk between right. the three directors and be like, okay, this is the story, this is where it's going, and yeah. this is how it ends. Right. I feel like they were trying to make it like a like a Marvel movie. You know how Marvel brings in all different directors and yeah. to like. Uh, to work on their cinematic universe so everyone mm-hmm. can like feel all the movies can feel a bit different right. i feel like they tried to do that with star wars and like just the fan outcry was so bad after the last jedi they're just like scrap it we're bringing palpatine back yeah jj's coming back i think that what yes i think that definitely a lack of cohesive vision from the outset was it was a problem for the sequels but i do think that a lot of the I th- I think that The Rise of Skywalker could have been a much better movie, even under J.J. Abrams, if Lucasfilm had not just meddled so much, you know? They barely let J.J. Abrams call any shots, you know? So who's to say what movie he would have made yeah. if he'd been allowed to? It's a shame. I really would have liked to see, like, his, you know, uninterrupted, you know, creative vision. Definitely. Just definitely. like, uh, you know, giving him, like, a Snyder cut almost. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. So, all right. So we talked about Star Wars. We talked about Star Trek. We covered it, yeah. Um, and talk a bit about like Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, what's your experience with the Final <laughs> Fantasy series? Here we go. We're, I'm telling you, man, we're talking about. Gaming. We're going, man. All right, all right. We're going. I have played through um, all the Final Fantasy games up through uh, twelve. 
And uh, so be- my main problem after that being that I, I had to stop gaming for a second because uh, life just got busy and I didn't realize how important it was an act- as an activity to me until the pandemic again, oh, sure. where it was literally like my- the switch that my wife got me for Christmas was, was a life saving device, you know, um, and uh, so. So, yeah, so I was I was familiar with all those ones from you know when they were turn based um, all the way up through when they were butting into the sort of like MMO kind of yeah. RPG feel. Yeah, starting with I believe ten, ten I eleven, eleven really started. Right. Then, yeah. yeah. So. Um and uh, yeah, so so I just you know I love the I love the aesthetic. I love the sort of mixed punk feel of the of the artwork. You know, you've got ones that are kind of like cyberpunk. You've got ones that are a little more like diesel punk, which is a term that I learned to describe. Yeah, what's diesel Final punk? Fantasy VIII. Diesel punk is like um, a romanticization of the like the 1930s and 40s look so like think about like trains and you know um like old cars like that and like you know stuff like that but with you know sort of that that sort of anime punk edge to it yeah the way that steampunk kind of takes the like 1800s and makes it sort of weird and quasi magical and also somewhat anachronistic you know i really like that term yeah there's actually a whole we can we can pull it up there's a there's a whole list of different punks um there's adam punk which is sort of a fetishization of the 60s -hmm. sort of style there's yeah it's like a whole it's a whole thing how did you feel when final fantasy jumped from like uh, one to six, which is you know this like kind of like high fantasy sort of thing, to seven, which is more. Well, I guess not even one to six, one to five, mm-hmm. and then six jumps into this whole like more. Six is like steampunky. Yes, yeah, yeah, six yeah. is steampunky, and then seven is like you know straight up cyberpunk futuristic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I broke. I'll tell you, I broke in on seven. Okay. Like that was when I had I had it for PlayStation, and yeah, uh, that was the big. Yeah, that's probably the one that brought a lot of people. So into. for me, seven was like the definitive what I was looking for from it, and I was actually somewhat disappointed as a young kid that not all of them were like that. You know what I mean? I've, I've obviously learned to love them and, and you know, even the ones that don't reflect the necessary, necessary art aesthetic that I wanted. Um, and, and now I love the sort of changing art style and the, the way different influences come, kind of come and go. And you think you're going to play 16 when that comes out? Yeah, I definitely want to. That yeah, seems like it's going sure. back to more of like a medieval fantasy. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see how they'll, how they'll handle that. Yeah. I think I've only seen like one trailer for that yeah. or two or something. I know people griped about 15. I actually haven't played 15, but I've seen a yeah, lot of the footage. People griped and, about 15. Uh, but I Especially like the, when it came out. I like the aesthetic though. Yeah. Like no, it's very cool yeah. with, yeah. with, uh, the four, the party, party, men, party members traveling mm-hmm. in a car. And yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool, you know. It's, yeah, again, it's incorporating those modern elements. With yeah, like, and that's like a very like 1950s aesthetic. I know traveling around in the car. I know the gas station and uh, one of the one of the female leads. She's like dresses like a a gas station employee. Yeah, yeah, it's so, kind of cool. Yeah, well, Do you want to have a uh, one last song to close out the? Why hour? don't I play this one more time? Yeah, one, sure. one more thing. And... So this is a song that I released. This is my most recent release, actually, and it's a song that I wrote for my daughter. Uh, she's super into outer space. Um, we bought her a space suit for Christmas and she put it on immediately and, uh, she, uh, started jumping around our living room as though she was like walking on the moon in zero gravity or low gravity or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it inspired me to write this song. And so this is called Space Girl.
I'm supposed to take me out of this equation that we're in But I never was so selfless or so pure But I'll send myself aside enough to watch as you begin To set your sights and dreams on distant shores And no matter what strange galaxies or frontiers you'll explore Every single step will make your father proud I just want to remember Before you headed out the door Before you cleared for launch and we're all counting down Whoa, space girl Coming up from Venus but you're destined for adventure out on Mars Whoa, space girl Now it seems like playing but the day that you last off will break my heart I'm gonna give you what you need to hunt the stars hunt the stars to hunt the stars to hunt the stars now the thing about the cosmos is you never really know at a given time what's really up or down and the vastness of it all and just how much there is to see Trying to chart the depths a man can drown Yeah, but you are not a man You're much more powerful than that You gotta raise your mind in superhuman will And I wanna be there too But I'm not meant to fly But you can have me right beside you still Whoa, space girl Coming up from Venus, but you're destined for adventure out on Mars. Whoa, space girl! Now it feels like playing, though the day that you blast off will break my heart. I'm gonna give you what you need to hunt the stars. To hunt the stars. So take your pictures, kids. And I'll do the same And we'll catch up when you get home You can take this song With your protein pill So out in space you're not alone Space girl Coming up from Venus But you're destined for adventure out on Mars Whoa, space girl now it seems like playing though The day that you blast off will break my heart I'm gonna give you what you need Space girl Coming up from Venus But you're destined for adventure out on Mars Whoa, space girl Now it seems like playing though The day that you blast off will break my heart I'm gonna give you what you need To hunt the stars I'm gonna give you what you need to hunt the stars I'm gonna give you what you need to hunt the stars I'm gonna give you what you need to hunt the stars Hunt the stars There you go. 92 WICB Ithaca. You just heard Harry Nichols with Space Girl. 
Very excited to have Harry Nichols in the, in the studio here today. Thank you so much for coming in. No, thank you for uh, for for having me and for talking nerd stuff with me. Oh yeah, I lo- I, anytime you want to talk about nerd stuff, yeah, man, I'm, I'm always here. here. Just call me; I'll be a guest, a regular guest appearance. <laughs> Say, give me something I can work with. You never change the way I am. It's like a blowing out of purpose. Give a damn And what am I to say Cause I was once that way And I can feel the days reverse And years all float away I'm falling down in a wormhole Now you know back in the day Back when I could not be bothered And waste my time all the way I'm falling down in a wormhole To the games that I used to play Back when I thought I was crazy Like I would never find a way Yeah, what's the skate? If beauty I would make 